Hello, and welcome to another Fix Medical Group podcast. My name is Dr. Patrick Ucarola, and today I have a very special guest, Alan Johnstone. Hey, how are you guys? <laughs> he is a nurse practitioner with Fix Medical Group. Um, we've been lucky to have him for the past two years, um, and our patients are even more lucky and happy to have him. He really walks the walk when it comes to holistic functional medicine. You know, he's not just telling his patients do this and he's going out on his own, um, doing his own thing. You know, he lives it every day. His family does. He's always educating. So I'm very excited to have you on. So thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. I think there just needs to be more of this kind of stuff around. hundred percent. And so today's big topic is fat. We're going to dive into that. But first I want the listeners to understand where you came from and how you got I guess, how your career evolved more into this functional medicine, because you were involved in a lot of other, what you could call it, like Western medicine, hospital type care. And now you are more this concierge medical practitioner that's helping people live out their best lives. So kind of explain how you got into this medical field. Yeah, I mean, it it really started when I was in Mexico. I graduated from school in Mexico, but as I was graduating, my, my dad was passing away from cancer. Uh, I was a senior in high school and he had prostate cancer that had metastasized all over his body. I lost him that year. And I think that immediately I felt that call for going into the medical field. I didn't want other people to have to go through what I did. Uh, and so I went into the medical field kind of expecting to like save the world. Right. I think that there's this association that, you know, there's a savior complex that I think is really strong in this field. Um, but you know, I got over it really quickly cause I, I, I realized that I was not a Superman. I never saw any Superman or Wonder Woman in the hospital. It was mostly the patients that were the Superman and the, the Wonder Woman. And, you know, they were, they were the ones that were actually getting through all of the stuff that we were putting them through. Um, and I, slowly I started looking at stuff like diet. You know, as I was a, a nurse in the intensive care unit, I was having a lot of migraines. And so I started looking into my own diet. I did a juice cleanse and, and got rid of my migraines. And that was like my first foray into like looking at how powerful food can be. Uh, the biggest lesson that I learned from working in trauma and ambulances and, uh, and, and um, these really, really critical care areas was that a lot of it was preventable, right? And I think that, that that's what really spearheaded my journey into, you know, finding the root cause of things rather than just putting band-aids on it. A hundred percent. I think a lot of people don't realize like how much control we have. All of a lot of these big diseases that are out there that we're scared of is preventable for the most part. If you have, if you take control, we do have the control, but sometimes we don't have the knowledge or maybe just don't know where to go. And that's where you are great at educating your patients. Um, I know you've educated me a bunch too. And so I'm really excited for you to be speaking about this because we're going to be talking about something that you're very, very passionate about. That is fat. (laughs) So let's get started with fat has kind of, it's got this very bad evil name behind it. Um, It's been around for a very long time. So I want you to kind of break down some common myths that you see with your patients just in the general world on their views of fat. I think that some of the common myths, you know, is if fat is bad for you, right? I think that that's gotten a really bad rap over the last couple of years. I think over the last, you know, 70 years or so. Uh, we started kind of diving more into these macronutrients, right? Fat, proteins, carbs. But, you know, we were demonizing fat for a really long time. And I think that, you know, now we're starting to see a little bit of of that pendulum swinging swinging back and and showing us that, hey, fat is not bad for us, right? I I think that you're you're hearing that a lot more, uh, these quote-unquote good fats. Um, The second myth, I think, that's a really big one is that, you know, 
fat makes you fat. And so if you eat fat, then you're going to get fat. I think that that's also been, you know, a big misconception, right? I think that when your body's making fat, it's trying to protect you from a poor food source. And it's trying to protect itself for having, you know, a lack of that poor food source. And so it builds up fat as an energy reserve. And I think that, you know, that's a big misconception. You know, eating fat will make you fat. No, eating pancakes can make you really, really fat. Um, and then the the last one, I think that, that uh, I, there's just a really, really great study that talks about, uh, you know, fat being the boogeyman uh, in cardiovascular disease. And so I think that that's been a huge, huge myth that now has been dispelled. Uh, they looked at all of the studies, including uh, randomized control tiles and, and um uh, these meta-analyses uh, that are taking vast amounts of, of data, and they found that saturated fat is not a cause of cardiovascular disease. Hands down, it doesn't even put you at risk for it. And so those three uh, are the biggest misconceptions that I find very commonly in the population. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I think it was Dr. Ansel Keys. This was, like, back in 1960. Uh-huh. Um, he... <laughs> did some big damage in this world because he yes. released this study that went viral before there was even Facebook or podcasts. Um, but it was on fat that just said, yeah, f- demonized fat, exactly what you said, but they've already done tons of studies to take everything that he had in that study and reverse it. But it's not out in the world. I think there was over like 600,000 participants in these like two big medicine studies that saw no reduction in heart disease, when you talked about the differences of fat that he said. Um, and so, but he did so much damage and it's still in the literature. It's still in our lives today, these low fat diets. And so really trying to spill this, those myths so people can live their healthy lives. Um, one thing that he did break down (laughs) was the good and bad fats. Yeah. Um, so we said fats, not evil, but some fat is evil. So you need to know the right (laughs) ones. Can you explain to the listeners what the difference between good and bad fats are? Yeah, of course. I think that that's a great question. You know, I get that question quite often, you know, it's like, hey, these are the kinds of fats that I'm eating. And a lot of the people, you know, I've heard a lot about olive oil and uh, coconut oil or avocado oil. You know, those are great oils at the end of the day. I think I definitely think that those are great, you know, oils. But when I'm talking about fat, I want fat. Uh, and, And fat really only comes from like the chemical structure. Right. And at the end of the day, when I talk to people, I, I do bring it back to that basic chemical structure of what it looks like. Right. What is our body understanding from what this substance that's going into our bodies? And, and we're made out of this kind of fat. Right. We we are made as, as part of the animal kingdom. As humans, we make saturated fat. Uh, and, and it is important to actually have saturated fat in your diet if you don't want to gain weight. Uh, it, it is one of those things that I do consider to be important. And so part of the good and the bad part to me is more of the processing more than anything else, right? Anything that's like super highly processed is probably really bad for you. And we've known that for a while, right? Anything that's like super sugary or super highly processed is just showing that it leads to disease. And so the the highly processed types of oils would be stuff like canola oil or uh, soybean oil or um, my favorite one was uh, cottonseed. 
That's Crisco back in 1920s, 1930s. That, now we're talking about Ansel Keys times. Mm-hmm. This this is when these fats started coming out around that time. And so they were actually measuring these kinds of fats and they were seeing like, yeah, these fats are really bad. Well, yeah, they're not supposed to be the kinds of fats that you're eating. They're not natural. Right? They're not natural. They're highly processed. Uh, they, they just, and the other thing is that the chemical structure doesn't hold up to the change that we put our food through. What do I mean by change? You know, I tell this to, to patients all the time and whoever's listening to me that, that's listened to me say this, you know, you put an egg on a, on a hot pan and you watch it change before your eyes. We change our food constantly by putting it on heat, by putting it in our mouths. We have enzymes that degrade those chemical structures. We have acid in our stomach that melts razor blades. I mean, we're changing our food constantly as it's going through our digestive system. And so I need stuff that's going to be able to handle that change and, and give me something for that for my body to be able to use. And one of those things is fat. You know, the saturated fat holds on to heat. It, it really is so tolerant of heat that you can even reheat some of these fats. And, and, and that's a big, big important thing, right? Especially when we're talking about chemical structures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so really for the listeners, the big ones are say, stay away from processed trans fats. There's nothing good about them. Yeah. Would you agree? There's not one reason that you should have it in your diet. Nope. No margarine, no uh, peanut oil, no uh, safflower, sunflower seed oil. You know, they're, they're just highly processed as far as like, these are, these are the kinds of oils that I call industrial seeds. Our government has a surplus of corn. It has a surplus of soy. And so in order for them to like not, waste all of that surplus they turn it into all sorts of stuff right i mean you can find sugar in like paint and cigarettes i mean when we have a surplus of these things we we are making sure that it's getting used in some form or way and i think that the processing is probably the biggest detriment to that right i think that by the time it gets into that bottle it's a whole different product than what you're actually you know if you were to just eat a whole soybean Mm -hmm. so we just talked about Hey, there's certain fats that are really bad for you, the trans and unprocessed or processed fats. But when you're actually getting that good, those saturated fats, you're using them in the right way. Why is fat so powerful for our bodies? Great question. I mean, fat is really powerful for our bodies because it's a really great fuel source for us. Um, And it, it is also really powerful because it to be quite honest, it's what makes us. <laughs> uh, when we talk about cholesterol, you know, cholesterol is a molecule that's embedded into every one of our cells. So we're covered, our, our cells are covered in fat. Uh, and so when you really think about it, you know, the biggest difference between me and a plant is that I have good fat or I have a saturated fat that's covering my my cells so that it, it's not spilling all of the contents from those cells, right? And so the importance of fat is that it's so important to our body that your body can make it from whatever it is that you're eating. And and you've seen some people out there making quite a bit of fat, right? (laughs) Uh, And so I I do think that it is one of those things that, you know, people don't like fat, but at the same time, you know, it is important to realize that there's no need to demonize it because it's something essential for us. Uh, Your body needs fat because that's what makes us. And so if you don't eat it, then your body's going to try to protect you for, by making it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't your brain like 80% fat? Oh my gosh. Yes. Your brain is like mostly fat. And uh, the brains are pretty important uh, <laughs> organ there. We want to have, I like to think clearly and um, do all that, but a lot of people don't realize that. And so when they're taking yeah. statins or those cholesterol lowering drugs, that's not just picking out, Oh, we're just going to lower your cholesterol in your arteries in your heart. It's affecting your entire body. And I don't think people yeah. realize that. And so once again, I'm glad that we have these medications out there, but I think we over rely on them when we could be looking more into the root cause and into the diet. And that's what you're all about. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, because these medications are, are affecting production of, of, of something that's so, so vital because cholesterol ends up being like a building block. It's like a Lego that we use for different things. I mean, we patch our holes and our arteries. And so if we have any damage to our arteries, we're putting cholesterol on them. It, it, it almost acts like a plaster. Uh, we use cholesterol to build our hormones. And so testosterone is made out of cholesterol. And so at the end of the day, the, you know, we, we have to make sure that what we're prescribing and what we're you know, handing to these patients is something that's going to give them some sort of benefit and not just, you know, leave them on a, on some sort of prescription for the rest of their lives uh, and, and leave them without any options, right? I think that that was one of those things that I really fought for is, you know, I, I wanted options. I wanted uh, people to have uh, more than what was just being offered currently. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people, I watch uh, patients leave your office and their eyes are a little wide <laughs> open because you're just in a lab review. It's a very powerful tool, but um, I think you surprise a lot of people when you're giving them um, dietary advice after you leave a, after you review their labs. What's one big thing that you uh, tend to see that's very common when it comes to those blood labs? Uh, yeah, you know, I as as I've progressed through this career, you know, I've learned so much about our labs, and it is like, like a nice little snapshot in time of what's happening. And I think that I can get a lot just from like looking at a full panel. Um, it, it does tell me like a bigger picture, and I really like looking at those bigger pictures. You know, the, the thing about our medical field is that we're really, really sectioned, right? You've got a hand specialist, and you've got a foot specialist, and you've got a heart specialist, but at the end of the day, you know, that funny bone is connected to a lot of different stuff. And so, you, you know, seeing the body as a whole, seeing the body as a, as a full person, I think is, is a better way of kind of addressing, and that's kind of how I see these labs. You know, I take, I take a big dive into what these systems are doing and, and what, how food is affecting these systems, right? Um, the ones that I tend to find very commonly, that cholesterol panel, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that cholesterol panel, uh, whether it's fasting or non-fasting, it, it tells me quite a bit. Uh, it tells me what kind of fats you're eating, if you're eating fats, and it definitely tells me what you're making your fat out of. And so if you are struggling with making a lot of fat, uh, you're not comfortable with your weight, uh, then it may be something that you're eating that actually is causing you to build more of that fat, right? And so I, I do look at those kinds of uh, causes, the root causes of those, and so I do explain those in, in those lab reviews. Um, I typically talk to you about what fat is also really good for. And so because fat is a component to other things, then I talk to you about, you know, your thyroid. And thyroid is a, one of those things that is an essential type of organ. It's a master gland that secretes a, a hormone that acts on every single one of your cells. So when people ask me, like, what does thyroid do? What doesn't it do? Right? It affects every single one of your cells. And so when I think about fat, I think about thyroid, you know, stuff like vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin K, those are fat soluble vitamins. And we don't get enough of these vitamins, right? Our body thinks they're so important. I mean, vitamin D, you're, you're covered in an, the, the largest organ in order to make it. I think your body thinks it's important, right? Wouldn't you agree? 
Yeah, definitely. So when you're reviewing those uh, lipid panels as cholesterol, one big surprise is a lot of times, oh, maybe you have a little bit elevated um, cholesterol levels and you're telling them to eat fat. <laughs> Can you uh, kind of quickly summarize what that means? Yeah, I think that, you know, we're also limited by the types of tests that we're doing. Right. I think that as uh, as this medical field has grown, you know, we've developed these tests that we think are really great. But at the end of the day, they don't work for everybody and they're not you know, great markers that we can use reliably for everybody. And I think that one of those is LDL. Right. LDL particles are created by your body. And so, yes, that is a cholesterol that we make. But it's usually it's the cholesterol that we make because we're not eating any cholesterol. Right. You're, you're eating pancakes or you're eating pastas and noodles and pizza and burgers, uh, you know, in and out only fries or their fries and peanut oil, right? And so there's no real fat out there. And, and there's a reason why we crave fat, right? There's a reason we crave fat is because it makes us. And if we don't eat it, we'll, we'll make it from whatever it is that we're eating. And the bad thing about these places is that they're, they're fooling your body, right? The only reason why these places are so successful is because we crave fat and we don't give into that craving, in the right way. When we are giving into that craving, we're usually replacing those those fats with something really bad. And I think that that's the biggest kind of problem, right? Is that we crave these fats, but we're not giving our body any of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, if we are giving it, it's usually in the, the bad forms of the fat, exactly. but not those high quality and non-processed fats. So your body, if you're not supporting it or giving, providing it to your body, your body is going to try to make it. And that's where you see the LDLs or those bad cholesterol as it's known start to raise so people some sometimes raise their eyes when you say you need to eat more fat to lower your <laughs> cholesterol but once you really break down the science um, which you're really good at um, people start to understand and we see the results like hey you're eating more fat but your cholesterol went down that's pretty amazing it's eye-opening for sure yeah it is really fun to to get these patients that are coming through here um, and they've been told that they had you know high cholesterols for years and years uh, some of them went on medication, some of them got off of the medications, thank goodness. You know, but at the end of the day, it's really fun to go through and see the improvements just from changing one thing, right? Just like adding one thing. It's really simple. That's, that's really good for you. Well, what is three simple things that our listeners can take away to how they can get more of these good, high-quality fats in their lives? You know, one of the first things that I tell people is try to eliminate the bad fat right? Try to avoid a lot of this canola oil, safflower oil, cottonseed oil, you know, any of those like oils that are going to be coming from plants. The only plants that I really like oils from is avocado, olive, and coconut. And even those, I don't use them to cook. I, I, you know, I put it on my salads. I, I drop a whole bunch of olive oil on top of my cooked noodles. Uh, you know, I put it on top of like my skin. You know, I take a shot of olive oil maybe, but I, I just don't use it to cook. Uh, part of the reason is just because it's not going to be the same product at the end of that change. And so that's the first thing that I would suggest is just look at your labels. If it's got a ton of these oils, you know, I, I'm Mexican. I haven't found a tortilla without any soybean in forever. <laughs> so if you can find me one with lard, I'll definitely be, you know, very, very thankful for you. But, you know, yes, lard or butter or some sort of saturated fat that's coming from some sort of animal, right? There's a great products out there that are grass-fed, they're humanely raised. Ghee is a great option for a lot of people. People really love the taste of butter. My kids love it on broccoli and stuff. You know, 
adding a little bit more and being comfortable with adding, you know, some sort of fat to your, to your diet, to your lifestyle. Uh, one of the easiest ways that I do it is I start my day off with some fat. You know, my first cup of coffee has like a huge, huge tablespoon of butter uh, and some cream on top of that. You know, when you give your body these kinds of ingredients, your your brain just starts functioning different. Your your, your metabolism starts uh, reacting in a different way. You're giving your body different information to do something different for you. And I think that that's a really powerful tool that is very easy to incorporate, you know, a little bit of butter on that toast, man, it's going to make it taste a lot better. <laughs> so basically you said one, remove the bad fat. So being aware of the labels. And the next one is, hey, start off your day with that. It's something simple with your breakfast or with your morning coffee. Ha- adding those good fats into it can really jumpstart your day. And also you're already starting that process, that habit of having a little bit more fat in your life. What's more that the listener, what is one more that the listeners can take away to increase their good fat intake for overall health? I think that, you know, if there was one more tip, it, it, it would just be that, you know, I think that I, I really need to people to, to just understand that fat is not bad. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that, that hopefully that, what you get from this uh, whole conversation is that fat is good for you. And as long as you believe that, as long as you're, you're doing okay, then, then that's a really great first step to kind of get you into the right place, right? Uh, adding daily fat is always a great way, you know, starting your, your breakfast out with eggs and bacon. Uh, if you want to have the, the oatmeal, just do it afterwards, right? Just add the fat first. Uh, it slows down the the um, the way that your food enters your gut, right? And so once we put fat into our stomach, our stomach receives that as something that is good for it, and so it slows down. It it actually makes you feel fuller, and so you know, if adding fat is going to make you feel fuller throughout the day, uh, and especially if you start off that way, right? When you're doing a breakfast or you're starting your coffee with uh, some sort of fat, you're really setting up your day to be a lot more successful for you, right? You're just giving your body a lot of those ingredients that it needs. You know, breast milk, the majority of breast milk is is fat. <laughs> and so, you know, we need it from a very early age. You know, you, you, you mentioned something very important. Your brain is mostly made out of fat. And so, you know, if you don't want to be making your fat out of pancakes, then, you know, make sure that you're putting some butter on those pancakes and now you're, now you're going to get a lot more out of them. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I guess we can summarize. You went over a lot when it comes down to fat. You started breaking down the science, but I believe the one takeaway is don't demonize fat. You got to rewire your brain that you've probably been been told and trained throughout your whole life that fat is not evil. Fat's one of the best things that we can intake and how we are made up so i want to thank you alan for joining us today well i'm sure you'll be on uh shortly to cover more of your vast knowledge but thank you to the listeners this is another fixed medical group podcast we'll hear you or we'll see you next time thank you